Hey, 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 welcome to the Startup and Thrive Podcast. We exist to serve eventual entrepreneurs because no one wants to start up and fail, at least not permanently. This is the How To Podcast to show you how to not quit. I'm your humble host, Charlene Sanders, affectionately known as CEO Charlene, which stands for Chief Edification Officer. I love, love, love to celebrate and learn from the journeys of others. Today's episode is brought to you by True Identity, the standard t-shirt of choice for candid people just like you and me. The True Identity t-shirt of the month is, I'm an entrepreneur, I start shit on purpose. When you know who you are and what you represent, you need a true identity. Check out the collection at trueidentity.com. That's T-R-U-E-I-D-E-N-T-I-T-E-E.com. Are you ready? Say you're ready. Okay, let's start the show. In today's episode, I have the wonderful opportunity of sitting and conversing with Stephanie Jewett, who is the founder of Actively and Startup Sisters USA. I first met Stephanie at her very first inaugural Startup Sisters event in Atlanta, and I found her event by scouring through Eventbrite. Stephanie from that day forward has proven herself to be extremely genuine, extremely caring, and very much a pay it forward type person. She is the type of person who will gladly use her platform to give you a voice. In this episode, Stephanie and I talked about the myth of if you build it they will come we talked about the importance of getting around other entrepreneurs like yourself listening to your inner entrepreneurial self when the journey becomes imminent also we talked about the critical need to just start to just build one block at a time and you will be very surprised if you keep going how far you will actually go. We also talked about the fact that while starting out may be scary, you will absolutely love it and surprise yourself in the end, again, as long as you keep going. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Stephanie Jewett of Actively and Startup Sisters USA. My entrepreneurial journey. So now I launch actively, and you think when you launch an app, there's going to be tons of people. If you build it, they will come. Is a damn lie. And it got really difficult and lonely. I didn't know anybody who's an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Intention and the heart with which I created Startup Sisters is to help women intentionally meet. One tiny building block yeah. at a time mm-hmm. is what leads you. And I look back and I've walked 20 miles. Hey, with Stephanie Jewett. Tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Stephanie Jewett is a, an entrepreneur, a new entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, is a woman who believes in kindness, compassion, wild ambition in herself mm-hmm. and other women, and encouraging one another the entire way through. Because um, life is hard, entrepreneurship is hard, so if we're doing all these different things, let's be kind and support each other mm-hmm. along the way. Stephanie, she is the first person on the Startup and Thrive podcast because you're genuine um, and I shared this with you offline I'm very much a vibe person and when we 
had Startup Sisters ATL for the first time, I could tell like you like you meant what you said as it relates to getting women together. So tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. Actively first and then how Startup Sisters kinda, you know, became a part of that platform as well. So with Actively, my background is not journalism, it is not technology, mm -hmm. my background is um, journalism, mm -hmm. so I'm a former CNN producer. Mm -hmm. So I worked at CNN for years here in Atlanta, and um, your post-show wrap-up, you go downstairs and you work with all your coworkers, mm -hmm. it's motivating, it's exciting, yeah. it's fun. Mm -hmm. So then CNN asks me to relocate to D.C. to launch a show for them. Mm -hmm. So now when I get to D.C., you know, I have a completely different schedule. Now my show is then at 7.30 p.m., mm -hmm. it's a political show, you do research, you prep for the next day. Mm -hmm. The next day, um, you know, you might get out of work at 10.30 p.m. All of my girlfriends were done with the gym. I didn't have anybody to work out with. It made it really difficult to find friends when my schedule is so different. Mm -hmm. Same thing with my boyfriend. Um, he would go to the gym with me, he moved to DC with me, he would go to the gym, and he'd be stuck working out with me because I'm the only person he knew when he was free. Yeah. Looking at the meatheads dropping, you know, <laughs> dropping their weights and grunting right. and shedding a tear because he's stuck with me. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> That same pain point over and over and over, mm -hmm. not being able, even though I'm friendly, even though I'm outgoing and I have a big social circle, but not finding people that were free mm -hmm. when I was free with the same interests led me to create actively. Okay. I was like, I can't be the only one hitting this pain point. And everywhere I looked, girlfriends that want to climb mountains, I literally mm -hmm. don't climb mountains. Mm -hmm. I have another girlfriend mm -hmm. who wanted to train for the Peachtree Road Race. Yeah. And I'm not going to run with you yeah. in June to prep for a hot ass <laughs> run in July. Like, that's not, I'm not, okay. I'm not the girl for that. I'm a girl for a lot of things. There's I'm somebody not, out there, but it's not I'm me. not your homie for this one. But um, So I decided to create it, and um, creating it, I knew Atlanta was home. I love Atlanta. Um, my new home, because I'm originally from Miami, but Atlanta's a great place. We have the world's biggest airport, Fortune 500, supportive of minorities and female-owned businesses, so it made sense. And then I started my entrepreneurial journey. So now I launch actively, and you think when you launch an app, there's going to be tons of people. If you build it, they mm -hmm. will come is a damn lie. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to come to find your yeah. event and it got um, or to your app, and it got really difficult and lonely. I didn't know anybody who's an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. so I let me to create Startup Sisters. And I had been to so many networking events. You're so eager. You're like, I don't know anybody in tech. How do I get plugged mm -hmm. in? So I go to all these events. And it was a lot of the same thing. You hear a panel, you say hello possibly to one person next mm -hmm. and you go home mm -hmm. and you're like, wow, I learned some things, but it didn't move my business. Right. It doesn't move the needle. Mm -hmm. And so my intention and the heart with which I created Active uh, Startup Sisters is to help women intentionally meet. Okay, got you. I think um, it's so hard for us to meet fellow entrepreneurs if mm -hmm. we're new to the space. So. So, so hard. coming into Startup Sisters and knowing this mm -hmm. is a place where it's literally women who want to support other mm -hmm. women changes the game. Okay. So now, I, and I'm going to kind of wrap back to actively. I don't think we actually mentioned specifically how does actively work if I want to do a particular thing, like you said, your friend, she or climbs a uh, mountain or whatever, hiking. Yes. Yeah. How do you, what is actively, how does actively pair that person with someone else? So good point and party fell on me. Um, mm -hmm. It is Tinder for fitness buddies. It is a platform that helps you find mm -hmm. somebody to do any kind of physical mm -hmm. fitness activity. For me, it, I work a crazy schedule still mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur. And if I wake up at 5 a.m., which I do a lot to do work, mm -hmm. the thing that's always going to get pushed to the back burner is my exercise. Oh, and I know I need it. I'd rather do laundry, mm -hmm. do chores, cook dinner, clean up, write 70 emails, and do all the things that you mm -hmm. have to do to get your business off the ground except work out. But if I have a girlfriend waiting for me, every single time mm -hmm. without fail, I'm like, girl, I'll make it there. Yeah. I'm like, well, mm -hmm. I have to. I don't mm -hmm. want to disappoint my girls. They're waiting mm -hmm. for me. So that is, you know, 
finding people to connect with in an easy way is really the whole point of Actively. Okay. And there's still nothing like it, by the way. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's so interesting that you can find love on Oh, mm -hmm. Keep It Any Harmony. You can find sex on Tinder and mm -hmm. Grinder, but I can't find a girlfriend, a nice yeah. woman to go off the belt line with. Yeah. It's still weird. You have to just put yourself out there on Facebook and be yeah. weird mm -hmm. and just hope somebody takes you up yeah. on the offer. So how has, um, I was about to transition, but now you've got me curious about something else. How has the response or feedback been from people who have said, or who didn't even know that they wanted it or needed it? I think on some level, you'd be surprised most people need it. It didn't dawn on me that there wasn't an app for it. I really thought there was something, so I went on mm -hmm. and I looked. Um, because people are like, oh my, oh by the way, it's, I think initially you think, I already have friends. But I think once you realize, oh my friend's out of town on business mm -hmm. this weekend. Or I got married, or I got divorced, or I had kids, yeah. or something changes in our lives mm -hmm. where... Or my friend doesn't want to do what I want to do right now. Or I want to try a new class or a yeah. salsa class mm -hmm. or whatever it is that's like a fitness thing. Or none of your friends have the same fitness goal as you. Right. Like my boyfriend and my friends are significantly more active than mm -hmm. me. Like they lift heavy weight, they run a lot. Yeah. And so it's, you know, I don't... I want to work out with them to learn, but I also need somebody who is like going to mm -hmm. do the things that I need to do too. And you want to do what you want to do, meaning one one type of activity doesn't necessarily inspire absolutely another person. Yeah. So you want to find somebody who, like you say, authentically wants to do what you want to do. Um, so my with Startup and Thrive, like I said, the reason why I call it a Startup and Thrive is because I've started up before. I'm sure there's other entrepreneurs who have, but didn't work out. All of the great learning lessons were there, and you get it. But then you get to a point to where you just you want to start up and you want to thrive at whatever it is that you have chosen to do, whatever thing you've figured out. What does startup and thrive mean to you as it relates to creating your fulfilled life? Like, what does a fulfilled look life look like for Stephanie from an entrepreneurial standpoint? Startup and thrive is living your truth and living your success daily because it's going to look different for everybody. So, you know, I, I'm not, I do have a high vision of yeah. what I want for myself, mm -hmm. but that's my version of it. But it means that I get to work on the projects that mm -hmm. I want to work, collaborate, do podcasts with people mm -hmm. I want to. Mm -hmm. I get to be authentically myself. And, uh, you know, something in corporate America, which I know you can commiserate, you know, I think sometimes you have to dim yourself. Yes. You don't really get to have your full personality. You don't really get to, and I understand why, mm -hmm. and there, you know, at certain points in a corporate setting, but I want to be me, yeah. you know, and, and I want to pursue the things that make me happy and that genuinely add value to other people's lives. And that was something that I found at CNN. It's like, you work so hard mm -hmm. and, you know, it, are you always adding value? Right. You're sharing information. Even if the thing that you're covering gets you ratings, it, and a lot of things do get mm -hmm. ratings, but did it get truth out there? Yeah. Did it get, you know, did it, did you, I'll give an example. In D.C. we had to cover Malaysia Airlines mm -hmm. MH370 yeah. for six months with no updates because the public kept watching. Yeah. As long as the public watches, we, but, you know, there was other things going yeah. on. There's Syria mm -hmm. happening. There's, mm -hmm. you know, things going on in Africa. There's mm -hmm. things that in the United States mm -hmm. that we didn't get to report because yeah, we're beholden to what, the bosses at yeah. the top and the ratings mm -hmm. and the people were watching. So what did that look like? Because I know in my case, it became painfully frustrating, like emotionally draining, painfully frustrating to say, 
I'm not creating impact. I'm building someone else's dream. Yeah. I'm doing a Absolutely. great job and I'm getting great performance reviews and but this is like this isn't it. This isn't enough. So what was it that was going on? Like what did it feel like before you for you rather before you decided, you know what? I can't. Like I'm I'm done. So I've never said this before, um, but I'm gonna say it here. I've never mm-hmm. said this like out in public. But I didn't get a promotion that I was promised. Mm-hmm. That I was guaranteed and that I was told I was perfect for. Yeah. And the person who the position would work with somebody really closely and they were like, I want you, I want you for like a year. Yeah. This person was like, You're the perfect person mm-hmm. to work with mm-hmm. me and they had a lot of sway and you know, I think for whatever reason, I didn't mm-hmm. get it, and it broke my yeah. heart. Mm-hmm. I was like, why didn't mm-hmm. I get this thing? Yeah. I mean, when I say it broke my heart, yeah. I was like, I'm yeah. perfect for this mm-hmm. role. And um, I was like, what am I doing? Because this this role is in someone's shadow. Yeah. And I, it's not about the ego. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was like, again, I'm pushing someone else's dream, and yeah. I'm not actually standing on my own feet, mm-hmm. using my voice and chasing yeah. my own mm-hmm. thing. And when I realized, like, that was happening, and I realized, there isn't an app out there that makes it easy to find, to connect. Yeah. And I was like, this is, I have to try. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think when you leave corporate America, to some degree, you know, you can always go back. Yeah. In some way, shape, or form, you can always go back. So I I didn't operate from that way that Mm -hmm. I could go back, but you're like, what's the worst that can happen if I try to pursue my dream? Yes, absolutely. So along that same um, note, how did you do it? Like, how did you, what did you think about when you, did you just say, you know what, two weeks, I'm good, I'm out, or how long did it take you when you had that moment of clarity where you didn't get that promotion to when you decided, you, to when you, like your last day? When you look at it, like, everything aligns. Um, I didn't get the promotion and that really, really hurt. It really hurt me. Mm-hmm. And, but then the show got canceled because of Malaysia 370. Wow. We never got, it was a 6 p.m. show and we the show kept getting blown out. So, um... It just ended up, they asked me to stay and work for a few different shows, and I really liked the shows, mm-hmm. and I was already helping with them, but I was like, I don't get to be creative, I don't get to be myself, mm-hmm. and um, the D.C. area is a little stiffer, mm-hmm. and so you have to, you know, you really have to dim and dampen who you are to yeah. fit this D.C. political world mold, and mm-hmm. I like, I don't want to do that, so I cash out my 401k, but you know, like, even... Me too. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I'm not thinking. It it is the scariest thing I've ever done, but it made sense for me. And I would say I had no clue how to build an app, none. Mm -hmm. And it was a a step by step. I remember not even knowing. This is so shameful. I didn't even know that you needed code. I was like, what is code? Mm -hmm. I was like, how does this app Mm -hmm. get in my phone? But it's not shameful to the non tech because we don't think that way. We think in terms of connectedness or ideation or concept or we know what the outcome looks yeah. like, but all of that stuff in between is like how do you get from A to B from a code programming, whatever standpoint? Where like, what is, yeah. I didn't even know what coding languages mm-hmm. were and I went, I remember the first thing I ever did was I went to, I begged my boyfriend, I saw that there was a free workshop down the street from us at like 1776, kind of like a general assembly in okay. DC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like, they were trying to sell their intro to mobile app development, mm-hmm. but it was a free 30-minute introduction, and so I begged him to go yeah. with me because I was too scared to go along. Yeah. That was the first mm-hmm. thing I ever did mm-hmm. to take that was the first step. step. The very first thing I've were ever done. Were you going to see it in then, or had you already I had already decided to leave. Okay. But, I mean, but you had decided to leave, but had you physically left? Yes. Okay, yes. got you. So then what? Like, how did actively, how did you go from, I don't have a clue what coding is. I don't know. I know what I want this to look like. I know it's going to be an app. 
like who helped you with that? And and it doesn't have you don't have to specifically say the person if you don't want to, but like how did you go from I don't know a daggone thing about coding wow. to I've got my first iteration? Um so I would say this is where being a journalist came in really handy, mm -hmm. but a, a skill that I would encourage everyone to do just research. Yeah. I have no clue, mm -hmm. but the truth is we live in the times of YouTube and yeah. Google. Mm -hmm. And so like never before have we had more access to yeah. things. So I literally started researching what um, what is mobile app development. Mm -hmm. I went to the class. Mm -hmm. I started looking up like what makes sense. I decided to move back to Atlanta. Yeah. And within, I saw there was a scholarship if you applied to Tech Talent South Coding mm -hmm. Camp mm -hmm. for women and minorities. Oh, wow. So I got like $2,000 mm -hmm. of their class mm -hmm. with that 401k cashed out moved to yeah. Atlanta mm -hmm. and enrolled and started at least learning like yeah. immediately. Mm -hmm. Like I hadn't we were still living in my boyfriend's parents' basement. Like you yeah. know, so like the first two months we didn't have an apartment, but mm -hmm. I was already in coding classes mm -hmm. learning and yeah. taking maybe I'm not the world's greatest coder, but mm -hmm. as a woman, as a blonde yeah. woman, mm -hmm. I don't want to be dismissed because I don't know what I'm doing right. and you want to save the money. So that was mm -hmm. like the second thing. Yeah. I did was like move back to Atlanta yeah. and take coding classes. Wow, that's amazing. It was terrifying, it was scary, but it was so worth it. So this is a question that I have. Why why the hell didn't you just give up? Like why didn't you just, you know, say, uh. and I'm assuming that you've had some issues along the way to where things haven't gone the way you wanted it to or whatever. Why did you not just give up and say, you know what, I'm gonna go back and head back to corporate America? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the thing that everybody thinks you're gonna say because I I believe in the dream and the passion, mm -hmm. but also faking it till I make it. Yeah. Like when I first set out to create this app, I was like, wow, this is an opportunity to connect people. Yeah. And I, I meant it, but I'd say it and I didn't like feel it to my soul. Mm -hmm. But the more that I did it, the more that I said it, and the more that I researched it, the more sense that it made to me and the more that I could see everybody around me. Um, there's so much political division. There's so mm -hmm. much isolation. Technology makes our lives easier, but it makes us so lonely and separated. Yeah. And I kept seeing it. I was like, there's got to be a better way. So it was, I believed in it to begin with, but I really fell in love with it. Mm -hmm. The more that I walked in it, I was like, there's no wow. way still. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, today actively is, is a fitness our entry point to the market is fitness. Yeah. I love fitness, mm -hmm. but that's not all there is. Mm -hmm. The goal is to be the platform for you to find anybody platonic. Okay. So our next moves are to create dog walking buddies, mm -hmm. mommy playdates for moms yeah. that want to find other mm -hmm. moms to hang out with and the kids' playdates. Find sporting event so buddies. It's just going to be a way for people to connect in general. That, that whatever is, you love to do. That is the goal, and there's still no easy way to do mm -hmm. it. So, and in not in a not awkward way. Yeah. So, so that, you so said there's the no goal. easy way to do it, but you're doing it. Ah, well, <laughs> you know, you said because one of the things you just mentioned earlier, you said be it to, well, you said bake until you make it. I heard something, and I can't remember where to give the credit to, but it said no, don't fake it till you make it, be it till you believe it. And it sounds okay. like that's like what you're doing. Yeah. Like when you said you just went to coding camp, you're like, I'm going to do this. No, I don't know anything about code, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to build it. Whereas some other people would have been figuring out once they cashed out their 401k, who am I going to pay? You know? Well, I think one of the things about being a startup is, I mean, you can go about this several ways, yeah. but I mean, how are you strapping it? If you're going to strap, if you're going to bootstrap this baby, how are you going to make that dollar last? Yeah. And I thought, at the very least, I could learn enough to do mm -hmm. half of the app yeah. or the front end, and that's mm -hmm. exactly what happened. I did learn enough to do 
the front end and to and then that gave me the confidence, at least knowing basic coding, Ruby on Rails and HTML and CSS gave me the courage to learn how to web design because girl I'm bootstrap, so I built my own website and to learn how to do graphics in Adobe and uh Illustrator and Photoshop and like all those things, one tiny building block at a time is what leads you and I look back and I've walked 20 miles. Exactly. And see, that's awesome because I think about it in terms of you just don't know what you don't know. Yes. But if you don't, yeah. so it's like it's what you don't know that is the big issue. Like what you think you know, yeah, okay, great, you know, set that aside. But it's, it's really what you don't know. But when you step into that space of understanding, you know, I have no idea, but I know I need to go in this particular correction, direction rather. That's when you find some of your best stuff and your best like parts of yourself to where you didn't even know you had it in you. Know. You didn't even know that you had it in you and then you come out with something far greater than you know, than what you could even imagine. And I would say there I think there is a blessing in not knowing. Yes. Because if you really knew all, if really, in my mind, if I knew every single painful, difficult thing that it would take yeah. to build an app and to be where I'm at today, we would not get like finished. <laughs> I'm not I got a like hard pass. I'll stick it out. Like right right now, exactly, exactly. So, and uh, I wonder if you've already answered this question for me, but I have. I ask a question, um, and it's kind of like a signature question, and it's, "What's your fam?" And what I mean by fam is what's your failure aha moment? What was that moment that you thought it was a defining failure? I mean, the world is coming to an end, you know, sometimes it feels like that. And then you realize later, once you go through your journey, wow, I'm glad that happened. It feels like you've already given that answer, but is there another one out there? I, I don't, um, when it comes to life, that mm -hmm. was, you know, they're not getting the promotion. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to entrepreneurship, I haven't hit that yet. Yeah. And I think it's because, you know, you allow yourself to be down for just a minute. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, you know what, I've already come this far. You know, I've already, if I've learned, if I've figured this much out, you know, I think I can figure it out if I just adjust a little bit. So I haven't necessarily had one major, but a ton of little ones. Yeah. Like, you know. Example. I'll give you an example. So one of the first things that I did to get people on actively, and this was just to get the buzz out. Mm -hmm. You know, I bought five dollar Starbucks gift cards, mm -hmm. and I literally stood on the Atlanta Beltline and gave them out. And, oh, he, and it was just for that. free. Yeah. And um, all you had to do was download the app, which is free. I was like, hey, five dollar Starbucks gift card, mm -hmm. and people acted like I was a leper. They were like, please don't touch me. I was right. like, oh god, I'm just giving you. Right. You know, hey, I'm a small business, mm -hmm. but um, you know, that was one strategy, and it humbled you because you really see mm -hmm. that this ain't gonna be. Yeah. Maybe that's the that's really a failure aha yeah. moment. Mm -hmm. Um but then you learn there's better ways to get out and get in front of people, like mm -hmm. um collaborating with yeah. people, like creating meetups, mm -hmm. like creating mm -hmm. events for women mm -hmm. and you know, finding your tribe of women who can offer you yeah. advice. And the Beltline is not a terrible place, mm -hmm. but it was the wrong approach, but a necessary approach because it just teaches you. Mm -hmm. And it really, man, if you can, I, I did it a couple of times, yeah. and I'm not gonna lie, y'all, I had to have a couple of vodkas. Right. And I'm not, even, not kidding. I feel like I'm just trying to give it away, but I guess maybe people are thinking, I'm just trying to get my run and walk on. Yeah. Oh, and we're so tired of being marketed and sold to yeah. that they were like, no. That's true. That's true. Um, but you, you, you mentioned something earlier, and I think it's, it's critical and it's key. You have to put yourself around people who are doing something similar. Most of us are willing to share. Yes. You know, yes. whatever that means, most of us are willing to share because we know this is a lonely world. Only like 10 to 15% of us do this. Yep. I mean, and I would say, 
for, for me, um, it is so painful. You give up so much, and if you can save the next person yeah. just a little bit of the heartache, a little bit of the struggle, then you're like, damn, let me just make it a little bit easier as best I can yep. for you because it, it's, it's hard. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So, yeah. you know. Absolutely. And this, uh, women's events is something that I've always wanted to do. And I read um, something the other day. It says, get behind someone who is going where you want to go and ha help allow them to pull you along as you pull someone else along with you. Yeah. And that's kind of exactly yeah. like what this is because the Startup Sisters ATL is very similar to what I want to do. But what I love about your platform as far as Startup Sisters is that you share the space. You share the stage. It's like you said, you like to be in the background. You're a producer. It's not about you. You share all of those different women. Each one of them have their own thing, their own platform. But you're like, here you go. This is the platform. So I'll tell you what I learned. So the first event that I did, I had um, I had the panel, and it was great. And these mm -hmm. are really accomplished and lovely and sincere women. And then I had a workshop. And the workshop was like about burnout mm -hmm. and like, you know, that was really great. And women loved it and had a great time. The second event, I was like, something is still missing. Yeah. That X factor that we heard, we'll hear a panel again mm -hmm. because it's important to learn from women who are doing yeah. it and that we don't always have access to. But the second time I created like a speed friending session yes. where the women were intentionally, mm -hmm. you, you left with 10 other women yep. that you knew, girl, I'm here to support you, I'm building, mm -hmm. I'm hustling, I feel your pain, let me be a cheerleader for you, you be a cheerleader for me. Yep. And the response from that was absolutely, yep. the level of love and joy and happiness and I couldn't even I gotta be honest I couldn't receive it. Yeah. Like the next day I was I was so overwhelmed by mm -hmm. how much like thank you for connecting yeah. us and then seeing, you know, like how many women work together. Yeah. Hey girl, I'm building my social media, mm -hmm. can you give me some tips? Yeah. I need an accountant, like can mm -hmm. you just know my heart like couldn't even and it you was got just, it. Like, just like I mentioned earlier, I don't believe in traditional networking. I believe in intentional connecting. And you created that intentionality because I was there. You think certain people are very successful because they're much further ahead of you. You would be surprised to know there's still something that they need. There's still something that they're, that's missing, that they're willing to have this conversation with people who are not, quote, unquote, on their level, don't have as many followers, um, have not been out there as long as they have, but they're still willing to pose the question to someone else to say, you know, I'm still in need of this. I'm still missing this. Like, what do you guys think? Or do you know anyone or whatever? So I, I thought it was extremely, extremely valuable to have the ladies. So for the befriending part we had, um, the one minute introduce yourself, who mm -hmm. you are, what you do, and then ask us for something. And then the next minute was ladies kind of sharing answers of how they can, oh, I know somebody, or you should check out this, or read yeah. this, or let me introduce mm -hmm. you to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would say the the overarching theme and the goal for Startup Sisters is so many times women are so afraid that there's not enough success or money or mm -hmm. business available for us. And there's so much. There's enough for everybody. Of course there is, but because we operate from this place of fear and we don't think there's enough for us yep. to shine and succeed, we withhold from each other connections, resources, introductions, possible mentors, mm -hmm. women who have done, people who have already been successful that can guide. So um, if we walk into this space and we know we are all here for the same goal and purpose, then we don't have to waste our time kind of tiptoeing around each other. We can just get right to the ask, hey, lady, I need this. And you're so right. We do operate from a place of fear. We've already had the conversation in our head and then taken ourselves out of it before 
we even gave ourselves a yeah. chance. Before we even gave have given ourselves a chance. And a lot of us have a lot more tools and resources for others than we think. Only because we don't we haven't pursued whatever our particular journey is just yet. We may not think that our value is there, but yet you don't realize like, no, it's there. Somebody somebody needs something that you have out there. I think it's our job to get out there and figure out who that is simply by showing up. Yes. Yeah. You know? Showing simply up. by showing up. And being willing to give in turn. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So having understood that, what's been your approach to asking these people as far as Startup Atlanta? Where have you met them? Where, what have you been doing? And when did you say, you know what, I want her to be a part of? Is it, do you do, is it a mix of online, offline, or have you physically met everyone in person? Almost everybody was a panelist I heard you speak. Okay. Or, and if I didn't hear you speak in person, I heard you speak on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like, because there was women who, they love to share, really, an, a, there's a difference between sharing every cute outfit, mm -hmm. which is nothing wrong with that. Right. Like, it's amazing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you're good at something mm -hmm. I'm not good at. Yeah. But there's also something to be said for sharing the real struggles you go through. Yeah. I don't feel so good today. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, you know, I'm an entrepreneur who's trying to accomplish, yeah. and I don't know how, mm -hmm. uh, you know. Um, so my litmus test is, are you a woman who's truly going to be candid and yeah. share? And everybody says, mm -hmm. courageous conversations, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. no, are you really going to tell women how yeah. hard it was for you, yeah. what's worked for you, mm -hmm. what hasn't mm -hmm. worked for you, and really leave her with some yeah. wisdom or some little seed mm -hmm. that she can grow on? Yeah. Maybe you didn't need to hear 90% of everything, yeah. but you heard that 10% yeah. that hit mm -hmm. you in the heart mm -hmm. and that you're learning. So ev almost every woman has something that I've heard her say yeah. that I was like, damn girl, other women need right. to hear this because it's lamb, mm -hmm. it resonates. Absolutely. So did you... What would you say your, I don't even want to say success factor, I hate to use that word because everybody's definition of success is different, but how many people have you asked who have been like, yes, absolutely, versus the others who, for whatever reason, it just didn't work out or passed? To be on Startup Sisters? Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah, on Startup Sisters, yeah. You know, I would say I have a probably an 85% rate mm -hmm. and the people who couldn't were away on travel. Yeah. Was really there. I think, um, I, I do not think that every single person is going to respond mm -hmm. in general, just period. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I have had more positive interactions with high level, even as a startup, mm -hmm. like startup sisters move, even just with actively. Hey, can I please mm -hmm. have two minutes of coffee? Yeah. You know, I've had more yeses and mm -hmm. more people who've mm -hmm. been willing to share with me. Yeah than the opposite. Like only very few people and they were really, really successful and busy yeah. and I mm -hmm. and like you can tell that yeah. they're traveling like mm -hmm. and I don't take it personal but Yeah. But I was also gonna say along with that, it sounds like you are very intentional and strategic, meaning you don't just ask everybody. Yeah. You don't just say like no. like when you ask that person because you have heard them, you have understood them, they resonated with you for some reason, you have a specific ask to where you know exactly where they sit yeah. into your Game plan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they, they've they've had um, not only were they candid. Now this part applies to guys and girls, but you know even the men who were candid, the men who said they were allies for women. Mm -hmm. So if I hear that you're, you know, even if we're yeah. in completely different tech spaces, mm -hmm. but you know, here's my app. Give me your feedback. You know, share. You know, what's your take on one thing mm -hmm. that I asked a couple of men? I was like, listen, I've never dealt with C-suite level people. Yeah. What's your approach? Mm -hmm. What's your strategy? Mm -hmm. And they were honest with me and gave me, they were like, be yourself. Yeah. Most of these guys, most of these people um, are often surrounded by people who talk to them 
you know, so delicately or so scared of them, and they just want to have real normal conversations. So they were like, just be yourself. And it was great to hear men say that. I thought they were going to tell me, you know. Yeah, we think we have to show up yeah, in a certain keeping way. Keeping your voice, yeah. you know, where your hair pulls back in a ponytail. No, they, they were like, be yourself. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what resonates. So one thing that, um, are you familiar with Catherine Finney? Yes. And, yeah. Okay. She's brilliant. Brilliant. And I was at one of her events, and one of the things she said um, is that there's always this diversity in tech and women and whatever. She said, no, it's not. It's not as diverse as it needs to be. No, it's not. Meaning it's not as woman-friendly as it appears from a marketing perspective. Yep. What, since you kind of mentioned the men versus women aspect of your journey and the good, good um outcomes that you have gotten, what has been your experience as a woman in tech as far as the amount of reception or um, advice? You kind of touched on it, but just hearing Kathy saying, Catherine saying that, knowing that she's been in for a long time. Yes, she has. And um, at such a high level. And at such a high level. At such a high level. And um, what is your experience? Like, what do you hope continues to come up tech from a woman in tech perspective, if in fact? It's not as diverse and open. Like, it's not at all. I would say a couple of things. First is a lot of men are unaware of their biases. Mm -hmm. I don't think, if I'm honest, and and I really mean this from the heart, I don't think a lot of them are aware because they're so used to just being mostly white guys in a Mm -hmm. room that they don't even consider us Mm -hmm. after us, so it's like a blind spot. And a lot of them are open to having the blind spot pointed out. Mm-hmm. It's how you do it, right? Like yeah. if you're going to go and attack them, mm-hmm. you're not going to, you know, and you shouldn't have to, you know, I guess sugarcoat things. Yeah. But to a certain degree, a spoonful of, yeah. you sure. know, yeah. <laughs> at, least, okay. at least it helps open the door to someone being receptive. And then I would say they're really nice, but I also think they don't know how to help and they're afraid mm-hmm. of how to help. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've had incredibly kind and nice people and nobody has made me feel you know, sexually harassed or yeah. anything, but I think they don't know how. And yeah. I think that's incumbent upon us to show strategic, mm-hmm. actionable ways. And I'll say one last thing. You know, I think uh, everybody's been really nice and supportive, but I, I just, some guys, you get the message that they don't want to that they would rather avoid mm-hmm. having to learn something like dealing yeah. with women mm-hmm. or people of color. Right. Uh, so they just kind of stay quiet yeah. and stay in their lane. Mm-hmm. And then those are the people who feel me. I'm right. like, oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. Oh, you, you, you didn't see the value? Okay, yeah. Sooner or later, you will. So, um, so my, my perspective is like, the ones that, that are open, share mm-hmm. in a loving way because someone's open to learning something that they've been doing wrong. And then, um, and then the ones who prefer not to get messy mm-hmm. because real life and not have to stretch or grow and, or and they don't want be to be vulnerable, then I'm just going to walk right around you. Yeah. And, and I'm going to make you regret it. Like, you're like, I missed that investment or I missed that opportunity. You're going to be like the Uber guy, all of the people who thought he was crazy. Then like, gosh, I should have connected with, with Stephanie. She, she approached me. I remember her. Now she's memorable. But but at the very least, I haven't been sexually harassed, mm-hmm. so I'll take <laughs> so small exactly. victories. <laughs> exactly. You know, we'll take what we can get. Um, who's been one of your strongest mentors or advisors in Atlanta, well, I guess anywhere, whether it's Atlanta, D.C., that has really gotten behind you and or whenever you say you want to do something there, there to push you along, help you network, meet new people, 
I think I have two women. Um, one, Sia Smith from uh, the city of Atlanta has a Women's Entrepreneurship Initiative, mm -hmm. or WEI, mm -hmm. WE, for mm -hmm. short. So Atlanta WE is a, the only city-backed female incubator in the country, and they wow. give 15 female entrepreneurs early stage mm -hmm. free rent and mentoring and advice. And I think you should just go ahead and announce the good news. That I was accepted into the 2018 <laughs> cohort. Thank you so 15. much. 15! Yay! Thank you. Yeah, I saw that on Instagram. Go Stephanie. It, it was, it was, man, you got to work for it. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, but, it, but even before being accepted, Sia was such an advocate. She mm -hmm. took a chance. Even my first startup sisters. Mm -hmm. I'm a tiny little nobody, and I don't mean to dismiss myself. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. In the scheme of life right. and mm -hmm. how high. She's been like a corporate mm -hmm. level mm -hmm. executive for years, and you know, and at this level with the mayor's office, and then for her to take the chance on me yeah. and come and speak at my panel legitimized mm -hmm. me, and she knew mm -hmm. that, and she's been, and she's given me chance after chance yeah. to be around right. people and to build my brain mm -hmm. and my voice. And the second one is Kiki Roeder, mm -hmm. and Kiki is Love also a sort of sister. A, yeah. It, it just, they, they are women who took a chance on yeah. me, and, you know. Oh, that's right, they were both. For at the first at the yep. very yep. end, yep. until mm -hmm. I said it, and Kiki's had very million dollars, yeah. and multi-million, mm -hmm. and you know she's and she's so humble. She's so humble. You never know, know it, and she's <laughs> a really authentic, kind, and a believer mm -hmm. of supporting women. But she didn't, they didn't have to yeah. mentor me and and give me opportunities. Mm -hmm. Hey, be on this panel, get your brand out there. Yeah. People need to hear from mm -hmm. you, and that, that is yeah. Because I noticed, I you know I pay attention to everything, so I noticed on the end, I'm like. Um, Stephanie and Kiki? Yes. What does that mean? Yes. <laughs> she she really believes the mission and mm -hmm. what she's really good at is operations and scaling. Mm -hmm. So I think an, a part of our evolution um, is going to be to create resources for women that mm -hmm. we couldn't find. Okay. Even somebody like her who's exited two mm -hmm. companies and mm -hmm. done several other startups with people, um, she's like, there's still content yeah. for women mm -hmm. that I can't find. Wow. So that's something that creating free yeah. resources for other ladies. Oh, that's amazing. And the last thing that I want to say that is like the most important thing that I think um, separates you know, people who say they want to help and people who say they care is mm -hmm. opportunity. Yeah. You know, like, it's not just about, hey, girl, you look cute today. Mm -hmm. What opportunities do you give your fellow woman? Right. What chance to let her shine and grow? Because a lot of people say it, and it sounds good, but if you're yeah. not giving your fellow woman opportunities, then you're not really, really trying to empower them. I love that. You have the ability to say, here you go. This is your space. This is for y'all. This is for you This is, this is our space. Exactly. Then I get invited to the very first panel I ever spoke on. I was scared shitless. It was terrifying. <laughs> and it was just a small mm -hmm. event at Georgia State College down mm -hmm. the street. So uh, on the panel is Thea mm -hmm. Smith. Yes. And at the end of the event, she's like, I'd love to show the women the brand new mm -hmm. we space that's at the top of the Flatiron Building mm -hmm. right next to Georgia State. So we mm -hmm. walk out of Georgia State's classroom. We cross the street. And I... I'm at the Weep mm -hmm. Flatiron Building, and I realized when it's time to leave that I was three blocks away from Switchyard the entire mm -hmm. time. I was like, so here I am, head down mm -hmm. for six months at Switch uh, Switchyards, and four mm -hmm. blocks away from me are 15 female entrepreneurs hustling, badass, badass and brilliant. Exactly. But I don't know that they're there, mm -hmm. so I can't support them, and they don't know that I'm down the street, so they can't meet mm -hmm. me and support me. Yes. So that, all of those things together is why Startup Sisters, because if we don't know each other, how can we rally around each other exactly. and lift each other up? So how easy has it been, or difficult for that matter, has it been for you to get like Switchyard? Well, you were a member of Switchyards before you yeah. had it, so that made it a little bit easier, but like the WeWork and um, 
Atlanta Tech Village because those places are, are, are popping. Like, they're not just waiting for somebody to come in and say, hey, can I have an event here? I think if you, this is going to sound, you know, trite or cheesy, but I think if you put yourself out there, the universe honors it. Yeah. God, the universe, whatever that thing mm-hmm. that you believe in. Mm-hmm. And I was so scared to start startups. It's just like, was anybody going to pay 10 bucks to come to this event? And you're just covering cheese and yeah, wine. You're like, right. breaking even. Um, is anybody going to come out here? But people love it so much. And when you get the chance to create this, and then the mission is, for us entrepreneur women to explore other areas that we normally don't. Because mm-hmm. if you remember at Switchers, you sit at Switchers, you yeah. don't go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So when I share that mission with ATV mm-hmm. and WeWork and putting yourself yeah. out there, mm-hmm. like I'm creating this opportunity for women, mm-hmm. for all of us together. I hadn't been to WeWork space. Yeah. I hadn't, you know, like, I think that people step up and will catch you in true of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. When wow. you take that step, I know it is so scary, but that first mm-hmm. thing, and I think people, I know people show up for you. Yeah. It's not always the people you think. Exactly. Who knew that when I asked you whether or not you would want to be a part of the podcast that you would just say yes? Of, of course. If I didn't ask. Yes. You know, if yes. I didn't put myself out there, if I didn't step up, and like you say, they they catch you. And you just never know. And, and you just and never you know. what? I know this is this part is still new for you, mm-hmm. but it it will snowball and in the best way possible. And you'll be surprised how many people offer. Mm-hmm. They want. They. I think that there is. We're at the most beautiful time to be a woman and an entrepreneur yeah. because finally we're awoke, right? Like wow. we're awake, That's, and we yep. know that it is not one woman by herself that's mm-hmm. going to make it happen. We are so invested in one another's success. Like I want yeah. you to have everything that you want, and Thank then some. And, and I know we're going to feel the same. Okay, I have to touch and agree with you. <laughs> I have to touch and agree and give it right back. I just give it right back to you to say that's the same thing. That's my goal in life. I want people to find and create that fulfilled life. That's why I'm a startup empowerment coach because you just you just can't live your life sitting on the sidelines hoping for it. If you don't go for it, like you say, corporate America, whatever jobs is still going to be there if you just decide you want to go back or have to go back. There's this Oprah quote that I literally play, you know, there's several Oprah quotes, Mm -hmm. but there's like a clip of her where she's like, early on in life, I realized nobody's going to show up to save you. There is no white knight. And the sooner sooner that you realize no one is coming to save you and it's incumbent upon you and you are responsible for your life and your success Mm -hmm. and your happiness, the second you realize that, you can operate. See, this you is why we're forward. here. This yes. is why we're here. You yes. are talking my language and you're talking, oh, anybody that quotes Oprah or just kind of looks at her as a guiding force or guiding light. guiding force. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <Jesus and> Oprah. <laughs> what's, the, what's the advice that you would give for eventual entrepreneurs? Because I feel like I feel like you walk and drop. Start. Start. Anything go. small. One small step, truly. Mm-hmm. One tiny thing and then tomorrow one more tiny thing. And you look back and you're like, I can't believe I built this. Wow. So let me do, let's, let's do what you said. What's your ask? What is it, if there, I believe in the barter system, um, especially when you're starting up, because I believe that when you uh, connect horizontally, stop trying to connect so far up. Um, I put this on my Instagram because Issa Rae said it. Issa Rae, like, yes. I was like, yes, yes. she gets it. Yes. She gets it. And I thought the way that she said it was so spot on. You know, you're looking to Tyler Perry and right, Susan Duvernay. Exactly. And, but yes. that her success came from building Awkward Black Girl exactly. with all of her peers. Exactly. They're hungry. And that yeah. all the success mm-hmm. she's had has been surrounded exactly. by her peers right. and her friends and not the people at the top. By exactly. the time they notice you and now it's a different mm-hmm. animal. But yeah. Exactly. I so aside, me too. Oh, is she? Yes. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. I get along well with Capricorn. 
But um, no, as as this this podcast would indicate. But so, what would be the thing that with where you are now, what would be the thing that you would be willing to barter if someone were to come to you and they were like, "Hey, I need help with what's like, what's your thing?" That's the easiest thing for you to do. It doesn't take much time, effort, sweat, whatever you like here. So, okay, um, it really depends because I really believe in giving with no ask. Mm -hmm. So I, mm -hmm. I, I really just, if there is something that I can give you, I can share with you, mm -hmm. I can spend an hour with you. Like I had a marketing meeting earlier. Mm -hmm. and I don't have it all figured out, yeah. but I've at least figured out this much yeah. and let me give this yeah. to you mm -hmm. and give you some actionable mm -hmm. advice. And you don't have to, I think so many people have given to mm -hmm. me that like, it's not, I do believe in just giving. But yeah. But uh, I mean, if y'all want to download the mm -hmm. app, like, mm -hmm. cool, tell yeah. a friend. But it's not necessary. I feel mm -hmm. like everything that you put out there comes back yeah. and then some. That's mm -hmm. not that's not why I do it. Yeah. I do it because it's the right thing to do yeah. because I want to help. So this is hard. what I want to do. But and I'll go ahead and put that out there. I want to create events where there is an ask because just like you mentioned, where everybody comes together because everybody needs something. Yes. But here's the here's the the key. Like you said, it's not a reciprocal thing directly. It's a reciprocity uh, component as it relates to whatever your ask is of me, the ask, whatever I get back may not come from you. It may come from somebody else in the room. Yeah. It's not a direct thing. It's just me showing up to say, I'm here. I have something that I, it's available for me if someone needs anything from me, but there's also something that I happen to need as well, so I'm just going to show up. I'm not a by the way, right. that's a really, really nice idea. Yeah. There's people out there that want to do great things. They have no idea the other people exist. One of the reasons you and I connect so well because there's so there's synergies there that there's an overlap, and that's what I want to keep doing. I just want to keep finding the overlaps with this person, that person, and whatever. And ultimately, like you say, the snowball effect will happen, and um, it'll happen when it happens. Keep taking small steps every day. Mm -hmm. I'm not kidding. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. even if you don't feel so great, do write that one email. Yeah. You know, put that one social media post. Mm -hmm. Just because I mean, you really do look. You really do look back and you're like, I can't believe I've. Yeah. I've, I have more. You know, I've had my Instagram since like 2012. Mm -hmm. I have more posts on active in the last year and yeah. a half. And I was like, you know, just. Like, just I can't do believe it. I did this. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I did the same thing when I put up my um, uh, my Black Girl Magic didn't expire. Uh, post because it's my story. Yeah. Like it's my it's my oh I'm doing that. Like I'm actually gonna allow people in the universe into this space. I'm like, you know what? Like you just gotta go for broke. Like you just have to go for broke. So what's your um I'm gonna switch here again. What's your pay it forward? Who is somebody that I don't know? Doesn't matter who they are, where they are, I mean what level quote unquote I'm putting up air quotes people. <laughs> it doesn't matter what level they're on. Who have you come across and were you like, Charlene, you really, this person has a, a voice that others need to hear or I found her extremely interesting when I heard her at this event. I think she would be brilliant for eventual entrepreneurs for whatever reason. Okay, I have two for you. Mm -hmm. I have one high level mm -hmm. and one who's starting out mm -hmm. and maybe you met her in first event. So the first one is Felicity Cesar. Um, she has a company called The Furnaces for Gold like a little uh, blog, and she has t-shirts, and I don't mean to say little, but she's just starting. Um, she was at which event? The First Startup Sisters. Was she on the panel? Or just in the audience? In the audience. <gasps> okay. So, Felicite, um, she is a young woman from Boston, moved to Atlanta, mm -hmm. 
and um, I know she's really open about this, so she's struggled with like, you know, depression and anxiety, mm -hmm. and she's a young black woman, yeah. and she's a Christian woman, mm -hmm. and I think a lot, what really inspires me about her is that she, I met with her like a year and a half ago, yeah. and we just saw, I just saw her mm -hmm. yesterday, and we, um, she's like, how do I start, I met her working, mm -hmm. she was working at Gusto yeah. on Pont, mm -hmm. and I was a customer who mm -hmm. came in for food, mm -hmm. and um, she came in, yeah. I came yeah. work. I came in and she was lovely and she's like, what do you do? And I told mm -hmm. her, she's like, can I ask you for some advice? I said, yes. Mm -hmm. So we meet and, you know, I didn't hear her from her back for mm -hmm. like eight months. Yeah. And I told her how to start her business, get your pitch mm -hmm. down, mm -hmm. small things mm -hmm. to start. And um, she came to Startup Sisters and can I sell a couple of shirts like mm -hmm. that girl? And then mm -hmm. she kind of laid low for a while. Mm -hmm. And I think she has finally found her voice mm -hmm. and speaking about being a young black woman and the stigmas around depression and anxiety. That. And her heart for God is, and how loving and wonderful, mm -hmm. and the way that her friends love her yeah. and are all ambitious young yeah. women. So wow. Felicity Cesar, thank you for that. I, I'm like, I, I want to know her now just from the way that you're describing her. You guys don't get to see it because I'm looking at uh, Stephanie, but she feels very, she looks very passionate and genuine oh. about this person. Like she's got this person wrapped up in a little blanket, like she's carrying her along, like that person has resonated. And she's brilliant. And she took yeah. the first steps and started putting out like blogs recently, mm -hmm. like the first three blogs. Yeah. And the way that people have received it and the love that she yeah. feels, the encouragement mm -hmm. is beautiful. And I think she's going to be tremendous for young women, for young black women. Okay. Because I don't know, there's a lot of mm -hmm. that like sharing. Sometimes we have depression. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and then the second woman, um, I actually just met her. Her name is Brenda Prince Jones. Um, so this brilliant woman, she, I don't know the order of it. Forgive mm -hmm. that I don't know the order. But she was, um, she's from the SWATs here in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. She went to Harvard. She's like a chemical engineer by trade. Wow. She did corporate America for a long mm -hmm. time, and then recently moved back to Atlanta to run. Um, Comcast, NBC Universal mm -hmm. at the Brave Stadium, mm -hmm. the New Central Park. Yeah. They have an incubator there called The Farm. Okay. And, and um, she's a black woman and she's just brilliant mm -hmm. and her mission is to incubate these startups but she has a mm -hmm. heart for young black women, young black mm -hmm. men and other minorities yeah. and making sure that there's equity yeah. because you know she sat in so many meetings mm -hmm. and I heard her say this a few weeks ago I met her, she's so mm -hmm. warm. So lovely. So where did you meet her? As a part of the program? Uh, they had an event to, to kind of bring mentors yeah. in and mm -hmm. I, I can help with marketing mm -hmm. for startups. Mm -hmm. So um, we had this really nice event and she was so warm and her passion for helping, making sure that all of us get opportunities mm -hmm. in the startup community. I mean, and she's just so, and she's so accomplished mm -hmm. and to be so lovely and she hugged everybody and you're like, oh God, hug me again, you're mm -hmm. wonderful. Wow. I think she is, Atlanta is lucky to have her, she just moved back. Mm -hmm. And to think about her journey from, you know, Southwest Atlanta, yeah. and she was very clear about mm -hmm. it to, you know, the C-suite mm -hmm. level mm -hmm. and now at the head of this. Mm -hmm. The last thing I'll say is she sat in so many rooms with all white men yeah. and they were like, we don't know how to find mm -hmm. young black startups. Mm -hmm. How do we find startups by people of color, minorities, wow. gay, mm -hmm. LGBT? Yeah. And she's like, you're not even looking. Right. Yeah. And they're so right she they're shared here. that they're mission right with us at the farm mm -hmm. so that Brenda Prince-Jones and One last question to close it out. What are you looking forward to with the new program? For the Wee Incubator. The Wee Incubator. What are you, what are, what's, what's exciting? What, what's exciting about that for you? And why did you even decide to apply to this one versus the other ones that are out there? I, first of all, I love Thea, and mm -hmm. I know her to be a woman 
a lot of women say they're down for women mm -hmm. and they don't back it up with action. Yeah. And at every turn, I had seen her make it her business, not only the women that are in WE, but the women, like I was not a part of WE, but she included me. And I saw her do the same for several other women, giving them chances to shine, to connect, to get mentorship from people mm -hmm. that she had access to for her first cohort. So, um, certainly Sia. And, and what are you anticipating comes out of this for actively? So I think it's just, it's really incumbent upon you. They're, they're not, there's no silver bullet. They're not going to fix your business. Mm -hmm. They're not, but they're going to give you the opportunity to meet the mentors, the, to have access to resources that you normally wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking forward to the opportunities to get to use them. Okay. Like really, because um, there's personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I think um, you've got the opportunity to meet these people. Now what do you do with it? Yeah. So I'm ready to meet them yeah. and I'm going to, I'm ready to so it sounds like this is different because so many of the other incubators I think about it, it seems like it's about building a product, building a app or, you know, like you have this physical thing or yes. whatever that is at the end. So this is different. Most women that are in this already have a business mm -hmm. and or some early stage. So there's already a product or a service yeah. or a business. Mm -hmm. So that part is a little bit different. But it, it is, they're going to give you access to classes. Yeah. But but really, it is a space for you to take advantage yeah. of the resources mm -hmm. that the city of Atlanta has to offer. Wow. So it is really unique in that way. I mean, you're meeting really mm -hmm. great, high-level, yeah. even, even the board, you know, um, they're just really mm -hmm. high-level women, so I'm okay. excited. So how long is the program? It's 15 months. 15 months. 15, 15 okay. women for 15 months. That means I'm taking up a lot of your time. No, no, no. Thank you. so wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much, Stephanie. I think you have given our... Um, Again, the audience is all about eventual entrepreneurs, so there's things that they don't know, and just like you and I discussed earlier, what you don't know is as critical, if not more critical, than what you do know, and I think you've filled in a lot of the blanks for individuals, and you've probably answered some questions and probably created some new ones that they didn't even know they have, which I think is great indeed. So I really, really, really appreciate your time. Can we just say, can I just say how proud I am of you? Thank because you. Because of you taking your steps to make your dreams and your success come true. Yes. Like you mentioned earlier, sometimes it's a bit scary, a bit overwhelming, but you're I could not do it. You're, I could you're not doing do it. it. And the last, like, last thing I'd leave everybody with is just take that step one. Don't look mm -hmm. at the hole. Yeah. Just one, one tiny step. little piece, and you're going to look back and be like, I can't believe I did all this. Yeah. Every day, just one foot forward, and one, another foot, and another step, another step. And like you say, don't even, as long, I think, is the way I look at it, as long as you know you're going in the right direction. Yeah. Meaning, don't look for it. It's not about a destination. Like, whatever your true north is, you know whether or not you're going in that direction. And as long as you keep taking one step, Ultimately, you're going to continue to be where you need to be. Yeah. I don't know if you ever, quote unquote, get there, but you're going to continue to be where you yeah. need to be. And I think, like you said, the universe will reward you and people will catch you. Yeah. That I absolutely love from what you said as far as like people will be there to catch you. Okay? Thank you so much, Steph. Thank you. So All much. right. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye, y'all. That's a wrap, guys. That's another episode in the books, done and done. Thank you so much for joining us for the Startup and Thrive podcast. We really appreciate you being here. Please subscribe, like, love, recommend, and share the podcast with other eventual entrepreneurs who are trying to create their fulfilled lives. If you want to know a little bit more about the podcast, please visit courageandcandor.org forward slash podcast. That is our startup community of entrepreneurs, of giving entrepreneurs. And of course, if you want to learn a bit more about me, you can go to charlenelsanders.com. There you'll find what inspired me for the day, 
what I'm working on, and all about my other startups. Again, thank you guys for joining us today. We look forward to the next time. Don't make this time your last time. We'll see you soon. Have a great day. Peace and blessings. Matter of fact, make it a great day.